This is DWZ Podcast here, Deleted Wrestling Zone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Jay Rod here. So, welcome back, listeners. We've got some excellent topics we're going to be talking about in the world of pro wrestling. Most of it will be mostly on the Yoshi side, but let's talk about this one. First things first, you may have heard about what happened for the upcoming Stardom New Blood 8th. There's going to be a bit of a bit of a match that uh, you probably, what the fuck is this? We're talking about Tam Nakano versus Tam Nakano. Well, yes, you probably ask yourself, how in the hell is Tam Nakano going to face off her- herself? Well, that's the obvious question because apparently the second Tam Nakano who showed up, it's none other than former Ice Ribbon wrestler, now Ishikawa. Now, you probably ask yourselves, why is she dressed up uh, or trying to pretend or imitate Tam Nakano? Well, prior before anything else, now Ishikawa recently uh, departed from uh, Ice Ribbon due to allegations towards her former boss of Ice Ribbon, the president. But there was a report that apparently... uh, Julia was in conversation with someone. No one knows who it was until it was revealed it was now Ishikawa. Now, we didn't know who it was. Now, it's no secret that now Ishikawa and Julia originated from the same promotion to get promotion, but not together. Uh, Julia left the promotion in 2019, while now Ishikawa debuted in 2020. Um, what It's still unclear what was going on, but... However, Tam Nakano was becoming clear that Julia sent her to instigate her. Now, many fans are looking at the now Ishikawa impersonator uh, as Tam Nakano is the real one. Now, I know that that's not true because I know there is which one is the real Tam Nakano. She gets irritated. She's trying to act like she thinks she is. Many people are expecting she's going to do something. But they are going to have a match in New Blood um, 8 on the 12th of May. Uh, May. Uh, very soon. So right now, today is May 3rd. So we're looking forward to it. So what is the possible outcome to this? Well, we know Julia is not happy how things turned out with losing the red belt to Tam Nakano. She claims that Tam will never, ever beaten her for that belt. Well, it did. So I think this is the same kind of maneuver we saw with Julia. Now, if you guys remember, she came back for revenge for 2021 after uh, basically losing everything. I mean, her head shaved. Uh, she actually had to pull out from the um, from the five-star Grand Prix of 2021. So basically, now it's like, okay, what she has is scheming. We now know that things are uh, for DDM, as you know it. Uh, Himika is leaving, so it's still unclear. But as for Tam versus Tam, that's going to be a different story. So I don't know exactly what it is, but... If I know Tam Nakano, she's going to pull out everything. Now, she's very predictable. I don't think now Shikawa knows what she's getting herself into. But there's also people talking. What if Tam Nakano convinces her to join the Cosmic Angels? Because they're a lot alike, if you guys know this or not. People compared Misa Kagura, who is declared as Tam Nakano's clone, both her along with Colors members and allies to the Cosmic Angels, Rina Mikura, along with Naoshikawa, they were part of a group known as 
Prince, uh, Princess Kismet, which is a unit that does like um, basically sing and dancing, but that unit dissolved due to the stuff what's been going on in Ice Ribbon. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but if I'm no Julia, she probably would like to have her, but I don't see um, now Ishikawa as one of those that would change her gimmick. You know, that's how it is. I mean, whenever you're in a wrestling, you don't change your gimmick for anything, unless you change, the only thing you change is your wrestling style and all that, but we do see one that seems like a little bit of the oddball, and that is Sayori Inoue, but that's another conversation for another time. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of curious about that. Now let's talk about this thing that I find really, really disturbing. What the fuck is going on with the WWE Performance Center? Eight talent females are out on injury with ACLs. What the fuck is this? Okay. We saw this with Nikita Lyons. We have Ariana Grace and the uh, Sol Ruka. What the fuck is this? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, look. I'm like wondering how in the hell all these eight women got injured. This is ridiculous in, in my opinion. I mean, look. If you guys remember, WWE were so keen on allowing wrestlers wrestle outside of WWE, most specifically in the independence, out of concern of their injuries. Bitch, you guys get your wrestlers injured regardless if they're not wrestling outside. I mean, look, we have seen wrestlers from that injured themselves outside of AEW, but the, are they making a big fuss of it? No, they're not. But that's the problem. WWE are make this happen. Now, it was later reported what really went wrong. Well, you tell me what you guys think. It turns out this new coach, his focus is on strength and conditioning. They're blaming that type of method what's going on. Because the previous coach they had, it's all about athletic drills, cardio, and explosive. Hmm. Thinking about that, it would make sense. I mean... Talented women who were supposed to be on the NXT roster are out of ACLs. How in the fuck did that happen? I mean, who the fuck hired this person one way or the other? I don't know. This guy, whoever he is, must be an Oscar Mayer wiener. But one thing that is, is kind of disturbing in, in, in this, I mean, how in the hell WWE are allowing this to happen with this coach? Have eight talented women in the in the NXT brand go out of injury. What the hell? I'm sure many of the previous coaches were like will probably say, This is not what I would do. But I wonder whose idea was it to have this shit happen. I mean, look. This needs to be looked into thoroughly because I'm sure many fans are probably finding disturbing that this happened. You know, I just don't know why, 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 why this happened. Now, ACLs, coming back from it, it takes a long period of time. It sucks. I just don't know why. Why is WWE allowing this to happen? I mean, it's disturbing, in my opinion. I mean, how can they allow their wrestlers to get injured like that with torn ACLs? 
and it takes a long time to recover from it. Uh, recently, uh, what's her name? Uh, Yoshi wrestler, uh, Nagisa Nozaki, she was out with an ACL for almost 10 months. But, I don't know. Someone needs to look into this. I just feel like it's ridiculous. Whoever this new coach, this coach is, someone needs to fire him and put someone else, maybe hire the old coach. Because I think his method would have been more uh, practical. You know what I mean? With the, the, the way he, he does it, it's athletic drills, cardio, and explosive. I say that is possibly what makes them what they are. But whoever put the idea of strength and conditioning, like I said, Oscar Mayer Wiener. I mean, sad but true, but it is what it is. Now, moving on to our next topic. This one is a very interesting one. Now, if you guys ever heard of the promotion called World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana. Now, this is not one of those big Joshi wrestling companies in Japan. It's very small, but very, very has talented. But you may like who was in it for, for a long time, and that is former NXT star Saray, or as she was known as back then, Sari. Now, Sari was, in fact, the top ace of the promotion prior before making the move to the U.S. to join NXT. Now, as you know, Sari, uh, recently her contract expired with WWE, and she moved back to Japan, and she's about to go. She announced her intentions that she will go freelance. So she has no intentions of joining any promotion at all, but being freelance has been more perspective and more practical with certain top wrestlers in Japan. Like, for example, like Sayuri Nui, Rina Yamashita, Hiroyo Matsumoto, and currently Unagi Sayaka. Oh yeah, and of course, uh, who else? Maya Yuhiki, uh, who else? John Kiona. I can name all, but it's been practical. But the obvious, now here's the thing about Suri that no one knows about. Suri was the ace of Diana. Now, those who don't know what that means, it means she was the top girl of the promotion. So the obvious, much like Riho, who was the ace of Got to Move, um, what's her name? Mayu Iwatani is the ace of Stardom. Uh, Takumi Iroha, the ace of Marvelous. Uh, Shihiro um, Hashimoto, ace of Sendai's. Uh, Nagisa Nozaki, ace of Wave. So every promotion must have an ace. The ace that they had was gone. But who was going to step into the shoes as the ace of World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana. Well, it occurred already. That person is Aruka Umesaki. Now, if you guys never seen her, she is good. She is a three-time Diana World Tag Team Champion along with Miyuki Takase. Three-time Wave Tag Team Champion. Uh, what other... I think other tag team titles she's been, but yes. But she has been one of the top... Oh yeah, she's currently, as Karma, one half of the New Blood Tag Team Champions with Starlight Kid. She has already solidified herself as the future ace. But recently, she ended up in a big match at the main event and Diana back on April 29th, uh, this past Sunday, I believe. Or Saturday, one of the two. She, she challenged for... The World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana World Championship against Ayako Sato. I have to say, and she picked up a huge win. This is a huge win for her. Now it's like, okay, she won the title. Can she uh, fill up the shoes? Or how do I say, 
step out of the shadows of what Suri did back in the day? That's a very good question. I mean, look, trying to be the ace of the promotion is no simple task, you know? I mean, you have to do a lot of great things for the promotion, and I think Umasaki is one of those that can do it. But the obvious thing is, can she do something different away from what Suri did? Now, as I said before, Suri is no longer part of the promotion. She's no longer going back to Diana. She is now currently a freelancer. So, would this help her now? Will she try to find a way to no longer go into that position uh, to, how to say, follow what uh, Suri did? No, I don't think so. But... It's only just the beginning for her. I mean, I'm sure she's going to have tons of great matches against anybody. I wouldn't be surprised if Unagi challenged her for the belt. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Starlight Kid challenges her for that belt. I wouldn't be surprised about anything. But I know for a fact she's going to make one hell of performance as a champion. Now, will she surpass her? That is remain the question. That's a stretch, in my opinion. But I'm so curious about her a lot so we'll just stand by and see what takes place now our final topic for this particular episode is called is from pro wrestling wave known as jumbo forever now uh you probably ask yourselves why is there a title called that well on april 28th was the last official day the final official match of himika now, Himika announced not too long ago she was retiring from pro wrestling. I know some people are, were a bit, a bit uh, uh, critical about her, saying, why? You're still young. I mean, look, it's Himika's choice what she wanted, but there were still some matches she wanted to do, and she said Pro Wrestling Wave has helped her a lot prior before going to stardom, and it would make sense. Her final match was against... Uh, Irota Sakura, a fellow veteran of the of of Yoshi Wrestling, and not to mention a comedian, I thought this match was pretty funny. Not to mention, um, Irota actually dressed up as Himika, wearing uh, high boots, tried to get, get, try to be high, like taller than her. I thought that was just hilarious, but it was great. But there is a tradition that they have in. Um, in in pro, in pro wrestling, where everybody must clothesline uh, the opponent in the corner bu uh, corner buckle, you know. But there was one wrestler who decided to take it up a little notch during her match, and that is Risa uh, Sarah. She has a tendency to bring in luggages from everybody in the back and uh, toss them there. The first time, Risa Sarah tried. No, Himika almost got through. Then, of course, Risa Sarah, and then, of course, finally, Himika got. Was thrown right into the suitcase, but however, the suitcase one of the suitcases was broken and it belonged to Miyaki Takase. So basically, she's not happy that her suitcase got messed up thanks to Risa Sarah's shenanigans. But nonetheless, him um, it was Himika who walked out as the winner. But the rest of the event was amazing. They did had a Starlight Kid teaming up with some uh, who else? I forgot who was it. She was teaming up with. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I know I saw this. Okay, yes, here it is. Uh, 
she teamed up with Aruka and Kahuko. Aruka and Masaki, and they take on, of course, uh, the rookie, uh, stardom rookie, Hanako, and, of course, Waves rookies, um, Honoka and Kizuna Tana uh, Tanaka. Uh, Kizuna Tanaka, her dad is Minoru Tanaka, and her mother is Yumi Fukawa. So, basically, but, however, the rookies lost her match, but... Starlight Kids invited the, the the rookies of Wave to the New Blood shows, and of course Asgami, who is the official booker of Wave, bring, come along, guys. We'll, we'll we'll do this. So that kind of sets it in. Like she's looking for people to participate in the New Blood events. I mean, Wave has not solidified themselves yet. We've seen wrestlers from Sandai Girls. We've seen wrestlers from Marvelous uh, just tap out. I think we still got a long way to go from that. Um, but there was one match we definitely got to talk about. The At-Risk Girls Reunion. We had tons of girls. Now, we only know the ones that uh, were there, like uh, like the stardom talent from, who were used to be from at Girls, such as Amisuri, Wakasukiyama, uh, Mai Sakurai. But we had others such as Saki, Saruyonoi, um, all four, all the uh, Yuko Sakurai, Rina Amakura, Hik um, Hikari Shimizu, uh, Riko Kawahara, uh, Oh, who else was there? Oh, yeah, Tai Hamna. But one thing that was crazy is they did the little oh, the the dance called called Love Riddle, which was the opening dance of Atlas Girls. Um, you know, and they did that. But there was one thing that people talked about in in the comments section about watching this dance. We saw Waka dancing, and some people were questioning, did Waka sandbag the the Cosmic Angels? I I like to say this because I feel like no, I don't think she sandbagged. I've always said this, that Waka is not the best dancer, but I do see that she does put a lot of effort to, to, to put it. You know, I mean, she wasn't the best dancer in Cosmic Angels, to be honest, and I don't think she's going to be the best dancer in Club Venus either. But it, it worked in some capacity. But the winner of that battle royal they had was uh, Kagero, uh, K Kakeru Sekiguchi. Who recently <coughs> was a match. And I was surprised. They didn't even bring Tam Nakano or Natsupoi. They were both from Atris Girls. Why didn't they bring them along for the ride? I, I felt like it, it was a, a load of bullshit that they didn't bring those two. Because they were part of Atris Girls. And they should have been part of it as well. But of course, uh, during the Himika match, I forgot to mention this, uh, Nag Nagazi Nozaki showed up, who was the ace of Wave, uh, decided to help uh, Irora to take care of Himika, but uh, she wasn't wrestling, but she's still rehabbing. I don't, it's still unclear when she'll be back. But I have to say, the rest of the show was amazing. Uh, I, didn't, I did not see the whole thing, but it was pretty good. I have to say, a lot of people gave some positive thoughts, great comments about it. Hopefully, I get to see it somehow, but... Uh, we just got to wait and see what takes place. So I think that's pretty much it what we have right now for this particular episode. I'm sorry I have to keep this short for now because the following day on May 4th, I'm going to be working a nine-hour shift. So it's a pain in the ass. But, however, hope you guys stay tuned for my next episode. Uh, right now, we're going to be focusing for the next on um, 1,061 uh, 1, featuring Stardom's uh, day one of the Golden Week Fight Tour. Uh, and then we got Wrestling Nodaku by New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then, of course, AEW Dynamite. So for now, I'll see you guys in the next episode. So I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang.